This is One Ogden. I'm John Miles. Local band Capella Daydream released an album last year called Quiet Hours with eight songs that are sincere, thoughtful, and sometimes a little experimental. Zach Thomas is the creative force behind the band, the drummer for the band The Crystal Magnetics, and the host of the Political Punk Podcast. Some of your music reminds me of a lot of the indie rock stuff I really like, like um, Ben Queller or Mates of State. But you also, you know, change genres a fair amount. So I'm, I'm curious how you describe the genre of Capella Daydream to people. Yeah, I mean, honestly, it changes from person to person. Depending on who I'm talking to, I'll change what genre I tell them that Capella Daydream is. But yeah, no, that's a great question because we honestly don't really have a single genre we stick to. On my first album, I definitely tried to dive into a bunch of different styles. I've kind of found... You know, good sound now for for upcoming stuff, but yeah, honestly, not. Are there not bands sure. that you tell people you're like? No, <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Honestly, um, yeah, a lot of bands I listen to are from, you know, either bands I've you know met with on my podcast or just you know just kind of whatever. But yeah, definitely just more like indie rock stuff. Uh-huh. Um, all that. It's kind of the sound we're going for, but, nice. but yeah, not not sticking to anything. And so, yeah, you've got a few singles on Spotify, and you've got an album. Um, where do you – is Spotify the preferred place for people to go? Yeah, um, but we yeah we go through a distribution site. So, honestly, anywhere you can find music will probably be on there. Oh, it, it kind has of feeds a, it to all the streaming yep, services? Exactly. Oh, that's yeah, exactly. Cool. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's pretty much wherever. I mean, there's websites I've never even heard of that you can find our music on. So And so then that kind of aggregates all the metrics back to you also? Yep, so you yep, can see everything, oh. yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's called DistroKid, and it's a pretty big service. A lot of, even some bigger bands use them. Um, but yeah, it's definitely making it way more accessible for smaller bands to be able to get you know, traction on yeah, many cool. platforms. So, And is there a song that you tell people, I mean, if they want to, what's the, what's the song you direct people to? Uh, the go-to, I'd say, is probably Sundress, um, which is you know definitely our most popular song. It's mm. our number one on, on Spotify right now. Um, uh, yeah, my my personal favorite is Gasoline on my album, oh. um, which, yeah, definitely hasn't gotten as much traction as I thought it would, but that's totally fine. You know, we'll get them next time. <laughs> and it's starting to feel like this may not be over, and it's starting to feel like this may not be Kind of the four big ones on on the album: Freeway, Freeway Motel, Gasoline, Sundress, and To Feel Something are mm. are where I send people. Second half of the album is only for for the true listeners. Right, you gotta you gotta be ready to <laughs> you, dig. You gotta deep. listen to the first half before the second <laughs> half, or else you're not gonna like it. Well, and talk a little bit about that. Like you know, you do these very thoughtful and heartfelt songs, but then you do like Sundress is very fun and you know kicky, and so so. Um, like, do you want people to hear the heartfelt stuff more, or is it kind of, you know, just... Yeah, honestly, honestly, wherever, a lot of the newer stuff I'm writing is nowhere near as fun as Sundress. Definitely getting into some, you know, some other, you know, 
you know, I'm trying to definitely be a little more, you know, thought out, meaningful with this next album. The uh-huh. first album, you know, I, I love the concept, you know, I put together for the album Quiet Hours, but yeah, this next album I'm trying to, you know, really flesh out some ideas, take my time uh-huh. um, and, and work on stuff, so. Yeah, I'll say, like, I noticed that with the new single with uh, Ampersand, right? Yeah. Uh, it's sort of like, it's it's kind of a blend of the two. It's like happy, there's like upbeatness to it, but it's also real thoughtful. It's like a blend. So, so Ampersand, that was actually a cover oh, of, of uh, so yeah, if anyone has listened to my podcast, the band Sorry Ghost that I had on my podcast, it was, it's their song originally. I oh, covered okay. it, and I definitely did, you know, kind of a 180 on it. It's not really close oh, really? to their version, but... Um, but yeah, honestly, that's a fantastic song, and that's a song I take a lot of inspiration from. Honestly, their their whole album, uh, The Morning After, is one of my favorite like, oh. pop-punk albums I listen to. So, And um, what what is your podcast? Uh, the Political Punk Podcast, yeah. And so it's about music? Yep, yeah, so what I, I, I interview bands and musicians um, just about the music they write and then also you know those bands are from all over the world pretty much i've interviewed um yeah bands from all over and and then i interview them about kind of the political scene in their in their country wherever they're from uh kind of the political landscape oh. and honestly just like major issues we don't talk like elections or anything because uh, only people like you and me like that <laughs> stuff right um but yeah, it's been super interesting, especially people from outside the U.S. I'm like, honestly, what do you think of us? And they're like, y'all are insane. So, yeah, um, yeah, that's cool. All over the all over the world. That'd be yeah, nice. yep. So how long have you been doing that? Uh, coming up on just over a year now. Oh. Yeah, so cool. So let's talk about your band a little bit. Like, how collaborative is it? Is it kind of you doing, you know, driving most of the writing and stuff, or how does all that work? Sure. Yeah. So for the first album, uh, Quiet Hours, I I wrote and produced that whole whole album. Um, yeah, I had some friends uh, play some instruments on it, um, but but I did the the writing for that. And yeah, my band, we just played our debut concert back in in September. Um, was that up at the amphitheater? Yeah, yeah, at the amphitheater, and yeah, we were doing a, a big fundraiser uh, for an animal sanctuary. Uh, so I brought together some friends, some that you know helped record my first album, and then uh, some other people that I know that just play music. Mm. So there were seven of us on stage at at that show, which was awesome. That's cool. Um, yeah, because you've got a few different instruments going on at, at you know different parts of some of those. Totally. Songs. Yeah. Um, but the cool thing is, after that show, I was like, hey, no pressure, guys, if you all want to, you know quit and go do your own things that's totally fine um but but no they all want to they all want to stay and contribute to the project which has been really cool well and and, uh, so when it came to recording it was that a lot of did you use a lot of digital instruments or was there a lot of analog instruments going on um yeah for the first album it was almost entirely analog um yeah and uh yeah i used a keyboard so you know take that as you will but um (laughs) but Definitely going for that raw piano sound. My piano is not very tuned, and I'm not capable of tuning it myself, or at least I don't think. So went with the keyboard for for writing. I mean, for for recording. But uh, yeah, pretty much everything analog. Yeah, we had a couple of trumpet parts, some cello, um, then other than that, just your typical rock band setup. So. Wow, that seems like a lot of work. Did you do that all in a home studio? Yep, yep, all in a home studio. Yep, yep. I. Uh, yeah, I took a couple of online classes on Udemy, you know, uh-huh. just, you know, learning the recording software and all that and just kind of... What was the software? Uh, Studio One. 
uh-huh. is yeah. what I is what I ended up using. Um, so yeah, but no, I loved it. I loved producing the album. I'm planning on producing my music in the future as well. So well, and so what what kind of equipment are you working with in your studio? Are you talking like a full you know 16 channel mixer, USB out, drum mics, all that yeah, stuff? Yeah. So I just have a an eight input um, interface. Uh-huh. Uh, so well, it's an eight, eight XLR and then eight quarter inch um, oh. input interface. So you can uh, have 16 or? Yeah, yeah, up to oh, 16, okay. yep. So yeah, I mic all, all the drums individually. Um, but yeah, as far as the mixer, I use Studio One to mm-hmm. do the actual mixing and editing on, so. Wow. Yeah, I mean, now that I, now thinking back on all the instruments you have and imagining recording all of that, you know, analog, that's pretty cool. Thanks, yeah. No, it was it was fun. Um, yeah, I, I definitely don't uh, don't play all those those instruments so you know I, I wrote super basic parts for all the instruments and i handed them off and i was like i was like make this good i was like make this <laughs> make this part good please and and everyone stepped up to the plate and you know used their creative powers to to come up with some good stuff so well yeah that's one thing that really strikes me then is that there does seem to be this like well of talent that you're able to draw from as far as getting seven people on stage or even having all these you know, a cello player and a trumpet right. player come in. So can you speak to how you developed that kind of group of friends? Yeah, so uh, the backup vocal singer, uh, her name's Tyra. Um, we've been friends for a few years now, and she's, um, you know, she's going to school for, for vocal performance. She's fantastic. Um, and then Sam is my buddy who played bass. Um, I've also, you know, just been friends with him for, for quite a few years. He's super talented. He also played the trumpet on the album. Um, on a few parts, and he he's helped um, write some cool parts for for the songs. Um, our cello player is actually my fiance's sister, um, but she just got a full ride scholarship to Weber State playing cello. And then yeah, a couple of the guitar players I I actually knew from playing flag football, so that was cool. They just happened to play music, and I was just hanging out with one of them one night. Right, it was pretty much right when we were starting process of the concert so we already announced the concert and then i was like hey dude you play guitar right he's like yeah i was like you want to help out with this so uh, that's my buddy cameron and he got a friend uh to help out as well so it's not in my in my head i figured it was da vinci high school because i see it as this like center of liberal arts in the city (laughs) oh no yeah this was this was just kind of right place at the right time getting to getting to know my friends and you know getting to know what they what they like to play and and uh so yeah it's i've been lucky to you know have those people already you know in my in Uh my circle to help out so yeah yeah and along those same lines you have the you have this music video on youtube for freeway motel right yeah it's this really cool short film that i think from the credits it was some you had a friend that wrote and directed it right uh yeah so yeah me and me and my friend jared um yeah co-wrote um that and and kind of co-produced it as well so it was it was fun and so how did that all come together was it one of those i i sort of uh these days i picture music like it's far more online than it was when i was making music you know years ago so so was that like a calculated decision that you know we need to have some kind of visual presence yeah so freeway motel was the first uh single we dropped but i think freeway motel is also the most visual song on the album you know, just going through talking about, you know, 
getting kicked out of you know your apartment and you know having to go to this cheap motel uh, that's all you can afford for one night you Mm know you know starting super low and progressing through the album um you know trying to you know self-improve on some things that's I've never had to experience anything you know like that luckily but you know I was definitely exaggerating a lot of feelings and things I was you know trying to work through myself um and trying to put that into into my music so sure yeah the freedom motel music video all my friends were super hyped to help i pretty much just asked my friend group you know if anyone wanted to help with the music video and everyone was super eager that's cool uh, to help so and so was it you were kind of just figuring it out as you went like you had you know you had some locations and yeah yeah so yeah there's just like one dirt road up by up by weber high um that um yeah that we that we shot a few scenes at um, and then just some random freeway motel in Brigham <laughs> City. We found a little road off the side of it. We were like, cool, hopefully they don't kick us out. <laughs> so and hopefully they the don't sue Oh, no. That's cool. <laughs> no, we kind of just went in and, and just did it, you know. So, but no, it was a lot of fun. I mean, I've never, like, you know, done a music video before. So, you know, right. kind of going through that process, and none of us had before. So right. kind of all of us just, you know, using our creative ideas to put something together you yeah, know, yeah we well and it's cool i'll say it like it it did make me connect with the song a little bit more and like it does just have this vibe that really matches the song and stuff i think it's cool cool i appreciate that so you said you did your debut show that was like a benefit have you looked into doing more booking around town have you really like gotten a sense for where you might even be able to 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 do this stuff live anything like that yeah um yeah that's kind of the hard part is in in ogden there are no all ages venues except for north ogden amphitheater and the ogden amphitheater mm-hmm. north ogden amphitheater i mean it was fantastic but all in all it cost us around a thousand bucks to you know rent and event insurance and everything so and and we were super confident that we'd be able to get that back and we were able to make a profit to donate to the animal sanctuary but that's cool um but yeah, that's not accessible for you yeah. know for a lot of bands, and same with the Ogden Amphitheater; it's even more expensive. Yeah, um, so that's just not accessible. So you know, a lot of these high school bands, early college bands, where um, you know their target demographic is you know kids, you know, sixteen to twenty years old, right. can't go to any of their shows. That's why we're seeing, you know, so many local bands go down to Salt Lake, and uh-huh. yeah, there's just nothing all ages up here, up here in Ogden. So. Um, but we are, you know, we are hoping to, you know, play a couple of shows this, this coming winter in Ogden, uh, probably at, probably at bars, um, around here, maybe, maybe dive into Kilby Court next, next summer if, yeah. if things go well, but. But that's too bad because I mean, I make some heartfelt music also, and I am very hesitant to ever try to play it at any bar cause it's just not right. the right kind of vibe and you need people to like really buy into totally. it and pay yeah. attention. Totally. Yep. So no, I think that was one thing we had you know to our advantage at the amphitheater is you know it was a cool venue you know we had some cool lights cool visuals things like that that can definitely make it more of a you know immersive experience i guess um whereas at a at a bar you know when someone just looks over every five minutes for 30 seconds mm-hmm. and you're in the middle of a super emotional song you poured <laughs> your heart and soul into they're right. not gonna care and they hear one line and they, yeah and they yeah. hear yeah no exactly so so yeah we're definitely gonna alter our set list a little bit try to make it a little more a little fun for you know for playing at bars but um that's too bad that well so so you are in a 
in another band, right? You're a drummer for another yeah. band. What, what's that band called? Yeah, so that band's called the the Crystal Magnetics. Yeah. And just from what I can tell, it seems like you're more of a just a support player in that band. You're just there to. Yeah. So I've um, yeah we've played Sundress live at our shows, which has been a lot of fun. Um, I just got done writing a couple of songs. I'm hoping uh, hoping to play um, you know with them. That's kind of one really nice thing about you know the Crystal Magnetics is I. I can write these songs and we can learn them and kind of test test the waters with them before I do a full you know studio recording um, for Capella Daydream. So um, when is that? Is that music a lot different style than totally. Capella Daydream? Yeah, totally. It's um, a lot of '70s kind of country rock, which um, you know I I only knew one guy in the band and th- their last drummer um, yeah uh, left the band, so they were looking for someone. And there was a Weber Democrats uh, fundraiser, and they were like, "Well, we could play at this, and Zach could play the drums." I was like, "Oh, yeah, that sounds fun." <laughs> um, but no, it's been super fun um, getting to learn that style of music. Like the first rehearsal di- I did with them, I was like, "Cool, I recognize one song, and I'm only eighty percent sure I recognize that song." <laughs> um, right. So it's been really cool to learn um, learn that that style of music. But we've played, you know, we've played at a few bars in Ogden. We um we played up at a arts festival in twin falls uh last last month which was super fun so so that that band has uh, been been a lot of fun um mm. to play in and um, and so do you find that like you will write songs more in that vein sometimes now um no not necessarily i'll <laughs> write them more in the like for that version i'm like yeah we can go a little more like slide guitar a little more you know uh-huh. a little more chill and i'd probably amp that up a little bit with with capella daydream but um but yeah no it's fun all those guys are super open to you know to trying new things and learning new things so well um, it just tell me if i'm wrong it seems like it is just so much easier for that kind of band you can really like you just have to figure out so much less you just kind of go I don't know. And and what is it? You you are just hitting up our owners and you're auditioning or you just kind yeah. of show them your, I don't know, following? So um, how, does, how does that? Honestly, I think all of the bars we've played have been personal connections from mm. within the band, uh, which definitely makes it a lot easier and, yeah. again, a lot more accessible. Because those um, guys have been touring around. Yeah, yeah, they've been playing yeah shows for yeah, almost a year now. Um, so, yeah, they've definitely you know gotten to know some local you know, local, um, you know, bar owners, restaurant owners, all that. So, hmm. um, so yeah, I'm definitely just going to do some cold calls when it comes time for Capella Daydream to, to <laughs> well, dive into that. It's a good way to do it. Like with Capella, you've kind of got to carry a lot of it and figure it out. So it's good to go, you know, just run support for a while and for sure. learn the, learn the ropes. Yep. No, it's, it's been a lot of fun though. Um, being able to play live shows with Crystal Magnetics cause I had never played any live shows before them, so mm. being able to get a few shows um, before our first Capella Daydream show like helped a lot. Yeah. And there's a lot that goes into playing a live show that I wasn't wasn't aware of. Um, so, so yeah, definitely that experience was awesome. So, what's next now? Uh, is that the single that you released this year? Is that sort of a lead up to another album with Capella Daydream, or what's what's the deal there? Yeah. So uh, the current plan is to. Uh, we're planning on releasing an EP uh, before the end of the year, um, and that'll have a few songs that we played at the the amphitheater. Um, I think we actually played all of them at the amphitheater. Um, so, and luckily we got some pretty good live recordings of that at the amphitheater. So we're hoping to 
uh, maybe release a live version before a studio version, um, mm. you know, something like that. But but That's yeah, cool. we're getting yeah we're getting the the band back together and uh, and yeah working on new stuff and uh, working on recording that EP right now. So and so, are there any plans for shows right now? Uh, no concrete dates, but we're hoping in December um, to do an album release show for Quiet Hours, mm. um, and then also an EP release show, probably the same show. So. Yeah, right. I guess uh, that came out in 2021, right? So you didn't really maybe get to do as much of the fun stuff with it? Exactly, yeah. Yeah, it came out in October of of 2021, yep. So, um, yeah, it's been just over a year since Quiet Hours has been released, and we haven't been able to do a proper proper release show for it. So, um, so yeah, we'll definitely be hopefully announcing a show here soon um, at, at probably a local bar. So Nice. Yeah, keep an eye out for that. You know, we're feeling really good right now. Um, feeling like we're in a good position, but but the one thing is, is Ogden is just in desperate need for uh, for all ages live music. I mean, I teach I teach drums at Imagine Music. Um, there's so many talented you know teenagers there that um, you know are playing in their own bands and everything, and they have no they have no way to yeah you know showcase their efforts. You know, Imagine Music does great. They do you know a couple of concerts. Uh, for their students, but mm. definitely, um, as far as reaching a wider audience, trying to find you know their band's identity, mm-hmm. you know beyond beyond that is near impossible in Ogden. So we're working really hard to try to try to bring that back for Ogden. Ogden needs it. I think Ogden is very much ready for it and very much overdue. I mean, Ogden is a cool city. People like like to hang out, but there's not a ton for you know, teenagers, you know, angsty teenagers to do in Ogden. Yeah. I mean, you can go to Fat Cats and, you know, let your anger out on a game of <laughs> skee-ball, but other than that, that's, you know, you got to go to Salt Lake to, you yeah. know, you know, crowd surf and mosh in, in a pit with other sweaty teenagers. So, you that's know, too bad. We don't have it here. Well, and I do just have to say, since you mentioned Imagine, I did. we knew a student there, and so we ended up at their like festival concert at the outdoor garden yeah. downtown. And it was like the coolest thing I've done in the city yeah. in, in years, you know? Oh yeah. And you're right. It was only because I knew a student then that I knew when it was and all of that. Yeah. That's too bad. Yep. Yeah. And I, and I know a couple of, of teachers at Imagine Music who their bands used to play, you know, in Ogden at, mm-hmm. you know, either the basement or, or Mojo's or wherever. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, when that went away, the whole music scene kind of just, um, you know, it didn't disappear. It just kind of went into hiding in Ogden. You know, and it would make appearances in Logan and in Salt Lake and all that. But yeah, but Ogden just doesn't have it. Yeah, and especially now that people have gotten used to coming up here for shows, like Twilight's done a good job of getting out. There used to be the idea that people won't come to shows in yeah. Ogden. You know, even oh, with yeah. the basement of Mojo's. Yep. But yeah, yeah, it's time. Oh, totally. I mean, yeah, the amphitheater's selling out shows. I mean, it's unless you're like on the website at 10 a.m. You know. Right when tickets drop, you're not getting right. tickets to Ogden Twilight. They're yeah. selling out constantly, and those are those aren't just older bands. Those are young hip bands that you know mm-hmm. a lot of people my age love listening to. So a lot of times, and this is really cool, at the Ogden Twilight concerts, they'll find local artists and bands to play. Oh, have they been doing uh, that? to to warm They've up for the bands? Yeah, oh, that's cool. Which has been cool, but um, but yeah, that's that's one of the few opportunities um that's available. Yeah, honestly. All right. Well, awesome. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate you coming in. Of course. Yeah, thank you.